Good evening. Our top story tonight, Jerry Jones wants to become the new version of The Last Dance. Netflix is set to air a documentary on the Dallas Cowboys owner. That'll be something. I don't think it'll be as good as The Last Dance. I think we're kind of at that point where not everything needs a documentary. But more importantly, we are going to be talking about some commissioner must-dos, must-don'ts with the one, the only, Memphis Young and his Kiss the Ring podcast expertise and all the work he did from the draft kit live on Player Profiler today. Welcome to the show. It is the one, it is the only, it is Memphis Young. How's it going, my friend? Dude, I am doing great and I'm excited to talk with you. This is one of my little under the radar secrets that I love that more people should be experiencing because I listen to this in the background. So uh, during my week when I'm you know cleaning up the kitchen, just get back from my nightly walk with my wife, I clean up the kitchen and I'm listening to this show more often than not. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. We love having stars like yourself on the show as well. Why don't you tell the people who don't know you? Everyone should know you at this point. I mean, how can you not all the work you do at Player Profiler? But just break down all the amazing stuff you're doing with Dynasty Warzone, the draft kit, kiss the ring. I'm probably missing something because you are absolutely everywhere. Oh, I I, I try to be everywhere because uh, idle hands are the devil's workshop. But it's been a whirlwind two months, two and a half months here at Player Profiler for both me and my co-host on the Dynasty Warzone jerry sinclair i've been i feel fortunate i've been included in some things that i part you know i've bought i've partaked in for the last couple of years like the world famous in quotations draft kit uh, i did do a commissioner section i did the top 10 things that will make you a better dynasty or fantasy football commissioner i i always default to dynasty that's my show the dynasty war zone but everybody loves fantasy football. I think it's like something like 200 million, 150 Americans, you know, just Americans. Forget our Canadian, Australian, our friends around the world that play. You know, there's a lot of people that that play. And just to have some basics, some how-tos, how to solve issues, how to collect the money, how to make your draft fun, just a ton of stuff. And that is included in this year's world famous, in quotations, draft kit. Uh, as far as the Kiss the Ring podcast, that was the brainchild of our friend Matt, a.k.a. the Podfather, and Theo, the director of content here at Player Profiler. And it's a bi-weekly show. I'm actually going to be recording one tomorrow live on the 4th. Uh, we're going to handle topics like how to keep your Dynasty League involved in the summer. Because like right now, people are on vacation, you know, the kids are out of school, maybe you're playing golf, kids are in sports, whatever it is. There's a lot going on. How do you keep your dynasty chat, your dynasty league active? How do you keep trades going, conversation, so that that way when camp gets here, we're all really chomping at the bit to get ready to go. But, you know, if, if you search the player profile or YouTube channel, podcast channel, you're bound to run into our show. We do our video show, The Dynasty War Zone, every Sunday. And then normally, when it's not holidays, we do every other Monday with the Kiss the Ring podcast. But Man, tonight I'm here with you, and I heard that story about Jerry Jones, man. What's up with Jerry? Not Jerry. my co-host, Jerry, but, but Jerry Jones. <laughs> uh, I think I think a documentary on your co-host, Jerry, actually might be a little bit more interesting, because I can't see them telling the full truth with Jerry Jones. It's going to be so papered over just the way he is, but yeah, Netflix has decided that Jerry Jones gets a documentary. It's the new Last Dance, like they did with Michael Jordan, and 
do we need this? Do we need a Jerry Jones documentary? If if they they record it from like say now through the end of the season and they record it over the course of the season, they see his reaction after a big win, they see his reaction after a big loss, and they put it in the can and they release it in like weekly segments. Like the one thing about Netflix that I've some people love it, I do not. I'll give you an example. Currently, I'm a big Marvel nerd. They have Secret Invasion going on on the Disney Channel. They give you one episode a Wednesday. That's must-see TV. I'm there every Wednesday. I watch it. I avoid spoilers. Cannot wait. You could do the same thing with Jerry Jones. And think about right now, if we were coming down the home stretch of a Jerry Jones documentary that literally landed right at the start of, what's the HBO? Hard Knocks. If, if it literally lands, that's going to give us junkies, us football junkies, that fix to get us from the draft to training camp to Hard Knocks to the regular season. And I think it would be fascinating. I think Jerry Jones is a large part of the reason why the NFL, the content creation that you do, the content creation that I do, I think Jerry Jones and you know primary you know principal owners of NFL teams like Jerry Jones are the reason why the league's where it's at. The reason why it's it's the entertainment business that it is. And I think, to your point, I think it would be very watered down. I don't think we'd get the full Jerry Jones. I would just, I would, instead of doing the last dance, I would really do more of like a year in the life of and give it yes. to us next year. I think that would just see him at, at uh, camp. They go out to Oxnard, California. I think that would be super cool. And then, to, you know, to see him at camp, you know, because he's like the, the, the pseudo GM, him and his son, Steven. And to have that guy, you know, you know, see him talking to players in training camp, releasing guys, you know, again, like I said, th throughout the whole season, I think it would be special. So I think if done right, and next Netflix usually does stuff pretty right. The golf show they did was pretty good. So do we need it? Yes, because it's more football. Do we have to have it? I mean, it would give us a fix. If it's done the way you have presented it, I'm actually all in the, the way I worry is that they're just going to try and create the last dance. They're going to show the feud between him and uh, how the nineties Cowboys essentially broke up with Jimmy Johnson. And I just feel as though they wouldn't actually tell the full story. That's what I would be worried about. But if they actually did it right, if they had Jimmy on the show, if they interviewed Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin, even that I guess could. Like, well, what about a draft episode? We all love yes. dynasty fantasy football. What, what about him and his son, Steven arguing on a yacht about, you know, Jerry wants to take like the next Sinelani superstar, you know, like the rumor was he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel and his son, Steven talked him out of that. I would love Sold to see those his car right from I, his hand. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that interaction. So I don't know that we get it, but yeah, I think, I think we could make it happen. I I'm in you've had, you, I was out at first. You have officially hey, sold hey, me. I want to make sure that all the executives of Netflix listening to player profiler today, this is proprietary information. Jack and I have a trademark and a copyright on this. See our lawyers. You can uh, you can buy it from us, though. You can. You can. We are willing to sell, just like we are willing to sell the draft kit, which, again, you had such a large hand in creating. We're going to hear from the Podfather, and then we're going to come back and talk about all things Commissioner right after this. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player 
open them up and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Go get the draft kit. It is truly phenomenal. Has so much hard work by yourself put into it. As you said, the Ten Commandments as a commissioner, we got to see one in the little preview there. But what is your number one tip as a commissioner? Well, real quick, I want to tie the draft kit back to Jerry Jones, if I may, for one second. Oh, yeah. As I've said this on my show, but it bears repeating in case the player profiler today listeners are new to me and my and my way of putting things like, so I love Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, when he was building Jerry's World, Cowboys Stadium, he had budget overruns. And they asked Jerry about, I don't know if it was $400 million or whatever it was. And they asked Jerry, what about all these budget overruns? And he looked at him and he said, well, nice things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't nice. And that's exactly how I'll tell you about, the, about our draft kit. It's not the cheapest, just like Matt said, but it is the best. Nice things aren't cheap. Cheap things aren't nice. So when you invest in a draft kit, you're going to get something really cool. Uh, and one of my number one tips, as the question you actually tried to ask me, is if you're going to be a commissioner, be a person of integrity. Number one, 90, I'd say 95% of all leagues are probably done with friends and family. And say that again, friends and family. We all want to win. I'm, I'm one of, if not the most competitive person you'll ever meet. You want to know how competitive I am? I'll tell you, the only time in almost 20 years of marriage to my wife, the only time I ever thought my marriage was in jeopardy was over a game of Scrabble. That is a fact. That is how we compete in my household. But again, this is your friends. This is your family. These are people, your coworkers. This is your reputation. So anything that you do as a commissioner has to be above board. You know, you might have to do a move that's 2% less EV, expected value for you, because it's just not the right thing to do. So number one tip for any fantasy commissioner out there is be a person of integrity, whether it's with the money, handling a sticky situation, ad drops, waiver claims, everything has to be handled above board. And if you don't know how to handle it, you can you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. I'll be happy to help you. I would rather see you ask the question and try to help you than to see you lose face because you made a rash decision. Again, this is your integrity. Be a person of integrity. That's my number one tip. And I absolutely love that because as you said, it's friends, it's family. It's for the most part, people you care about. And even if it's not, 
I truly believe that most people are just genuinely good people. They're just trying to have some fun with maybe not even friends, online strangers. So just be kind to people, be an, a person of integrity and make sure things are open. I like to do with my leagues that I run with my friends and family. It's like, you don't want things to just be okay. Decision made. Uh, we're not going to talk about it. No, you no, you don't get an answer. This is what we're doing. It's just talk with people and they kind of get it most of the time. Am I wrong? They, they do. And, and here's the thing, unless it's like an hour before game time, is it a, a decision that, that you have to make right now? There is nothing wrong with putting in your group chat that, Hey, I'm going to take a couple of hours. I'm going to sleep on this because if the answer is not obvious, you know what? D don't rush to a decision. Now don't take forever. You know, if you say, I'm going to come back with you guys in, in, in 12 hours, I'll come back first thing in the morning and I'll let everybody know what my decision is. Cool. You know, but, but whatever it is, do it out in the open. That's a very good way to put it because as it's always been said, what you do in the darkness will eventually come into light. So don't hide anything. Be I, I, and one of the other things is is be a good communicator. You know, we're, we're, I'm experiencing some of this in, in, a, in a, another business venture that I'm in right now, and it's like role clarity and communication weren't completely laid out. Just communicate everything, even if you think you're over communicating. That's okay because eventually they'll tell you to shut up, but they can at least never tell you that you didn't tell them what was going on. So good communication, but number one integrity. Love it. Love it. And that is what we strive for at Player Profiler in general, as commissioners, as league mates, as just people who bring you the news is integrity. We don't want to lie to you. We want to tell you the truth. And what is the truth about being a commissioner and the best part of it? Oh, the best part is uh, being a benevolent dictator. <laughs> but, but, but benevolent meaning kind-hearted and good. Dictator meaning dictator. It means that <laughs> You know, I, I did an episode of the Kiss the Ring podcast a couple of weeks ago with John McGlynn. John McGlynn, he hosts a commissioner podcast himself. It's called Commission uh, Evaluation. And he has an 18-page manifesto. With, I mean, literally, I don't know that you could squeeze another thing in there about that because everything is clearly communicated. I am the one that is going to ensure that your experience is good. I'm going to ensure that the league chat is fair. I'm going to make sure that that you enjoy. One thing I, I'm really proud of is that we have a patron of, of quite a few people, and I, we've always kept the interaction above board. I love the communication because at the end of the day, whether you're playing Dynasty or Redraft, we all love football, and we love it so much that we want to play. We want to play football. In the case of you and myself, we want to create content about football, and in the case of those listening, you want to listen to content. That's how much we love football. So I love it, and I'm here to make sure that the experience of playing fantasy football is enjoyable for everyone in my league. That's that's how I do it. And that makes the league just better. It makes the league more fun. It makes it more fun for you as the commissioner, the participants. It doesn't have to be hard, right? It doesn't have to be as hard as you can make it. Not, not at all. I mean, anything in life, it really comes down to I will just tell you this again. I'm, I'm referencing a different situation in outside of the, the fantasy football space, but role clarity and communication will take you so far in your marriage. Hey, who's picking up the kids? Who's doing the dishes? Who's washing the dog? Who's mowing the yard? If everybody knows their role on the team, and then if you can't do it or something comes up, you need to communicate it because if not, something's going to get missed. And if something gets missed, someone's going to get pissed and it's going to ruin 
a good thing. So be be a good communicator and make sure everybody understands what's going on. And are there any differences being a commissioner for a dynasty league or a redraft? Because most of the stuff you're saying is just universal principles. It's just it's applicable to everything, you know? So are there any actual differences between the two or do you just kind of treat it all as the same? Well, I mean, you still got to be a good person, good communicator, but the difference is, is how you handle your rookie draft season. And, and, and like right now, like I'm going to do a show tomorrow on the 4th of July around 10 AM right here on the same player profiler channel. And I'm going to be talking about things you can do to keep your dynasty league active because it's summer. Like I said, we're busy. We all got stuff going on fireworks, you know, day camp, baseball, you name it. There's a lot going on right now. And as crazy as it sounds here in Indiana, where I live back to school's a month away, but the kids just got out. But like I said, a, a, a lot going on, but right now you're the one who can post the latest, you know, player profiler news blurb. You can post an article. You can post a James Robinson just got cut. Hey, what, you know, just whatever you can do. I'll be honest. Sometimes even as a, as, a, as a league participant, you can you can do that. Now, I'm not as bad as I used to be, especially in some leagues. But like, I can be a shit disturber. Like, if there's a player <laughs> not on not on my roster that has like like if the, if the league chat's dry, and like last week, uh, Tyreek Hill had a little run in at a, in a marina in the, the Miami area. Well, of course, I was like, well, this totally takes Tyreek Hill's value. Good luck trading him, and it just you know, through that hand grenade into a group chat. But as a commissioner, that's the big difference. You're, you're a little bit more planning. You have to plan a rookie draft every year. You have to, you know, you know, plan rule changes, updates, things like that. But really, for the most part, they're very similar with a few differences. I would say instead of just, you know, the, the organizer and the executor, you have to add in planner, planning, execution, and organization. You just plan out a few more things. But really, that in the group chat, pretty easy stuff. And one of the most well-planned out events in the entire fantasy football space. It is ramping up. We are almost there. It is almost time for Scott Fishbowl 13. And Player Profiler has launched our Scott Fishbowl rankings. You can see that now if you have Player Profiler Premium. If you just have the rankings, whatever it is, you get the Scott Fishbowl rankings. I don't know if you've looked at them yet, but number one, the number one player in Scott Fishbowl, a super flex league, is not a quarterback. Oh yeah, it, it's Travis Kelsey, and uh, you know I, I'm I'm got the rankings. I'm getting them pulled up myself, but it's like Travis Kelsey. You can either play against him, or you can play with him, and it's tough when you don't have him because if you don't get him, you have because like if you miss Patrick Mahomes, fine, I can get Josh Allen. You miss Patrick Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I can get Jalen Hurts. I can get Joe Burrow. I can get Lamar. Maybe you can get Mark Andrews if he stays healthy. Maybe you can get Kittle if he stays healthy. I liked what Hawkinson did coming down the stretch after he got traded to Minnesota, but there's only one Travis Kelsey. And the scoring system, I've, I've had the good fortune of podcasting with Scott before, and Scott absolutely loves his tight end scoring. I actually, I don't remember what year. I was in a league with Scott Fish and the tight end scoring. So Scott had the 12. He had the 112 and the 201. This predates the third round reversal for those that don't know. And he went back-to-back -back tight ends. And Kelsey, and I think it was Kelsey and Kittle, but it may have been Kelsey and someone else. But I, I do remember that year. I, I had the good fortune. So he's always skewed this toward the tight end. And if you don't get Travis Kelsey, you're kind of in trouble. I'm picking second overall 
And I'm kind of hoping that Travis Kelsey, I think I'm just picking second. Maybe I'm third. Do it. I'm picking, I'm picking early. And I think my initial thought was, okay, well, all, most of the first places are taken. So second or third, maybe I get Travis Kelsey. If not, I get an elite quarterback. Do you know where you're picking yet? Yeah, I'm in the Chipotle division and I, I'm number six. So here's okay. one of the things like if, you're not if getting you're, Kelsey that pro- probably not, but, <laughs> but, but that's okay because here, here's like one of the things I like to do in startups and, and in leagues in general. Like if you get to pick your spot, like in this league, like uh, I know some leagues you do a Kentucky Derby style draft where everybody you draw cards and then you get to pick your actual draft spot. If I can get in the middle for me, I want to be in that four, five, six, maybe five, six, seven, always. You don't get beat up by the big runs. Uh oh, here comes the tight end wave, and you're on the opposite end of the turn. I like being in the middle, so I'll, I'll forego Travis Kelsey now. If they let me have him, I'll take him. But yeah, I'm right at the 106, and you're at 102. What division? What food did I, you choose? I am in the Burger King division because Burger King is severely underrated. I, you know, I took my son to Burger King for the first time about a month ago. He was like, "This is a good burger." It, it's it's underrated for a fast food burger. Because sometimes you just want a fast food burger, and it is very underrated. So I think I'm the one. I um, think I'm the one hundred two, one hundred three at worst in the Burger King division. I am excited, and like you said, you can avoid some of these runs if all the quarterbacks start to go early, which they will. You can get some of the guys later on to replace one of those guys. Is someone you talked about recently in Mac Jones, and we had a little story come out today. I didn't realize, but Mac Jones actually set history this year, becoming the third quarterback ever to complete 65% plus of his passes in his first two years. Only other quarterbacks to do that ever are Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And those guys are pretty damn good. Uh, Mac Jones is one of my, so I recently, and by the way, God bless the, the, the people behind the scenes here at player profiler. They are doing the good work because the graphics and videos and the way they even made me look was, was second to none, but I, I love Mac Jones. I, I don't understand what we're missing. I mean, is he going to be Trevor Lawrence? No, but he's a good quarterback. And he did this in spite of having a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator call plays last year. Now, you may say to yourself, but I thought Matt Patricia was a genius. I mean, maybe in the literal sense, like he's a Mensa member, he's that smart. But how smart is a guy that has a laminated sheet of paper and a pencil behind his ear? You ask that that question because I'm not. You get Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, the GM, horrible. Bill O'Brien, the head coach, underrated. He won that division a lot of years, including years when Andrew Luck was there. And you're going to say, but Memphis, he had Deshaun Watson. That's true. He also had Tom Savage, Brock Osweiler, and, and, and a ho- oh, um, um, there was there was a, a TJ something or another. I mean, these yeah, guys aren't even no. any good. And these guys aren't even any good. And, and he was winning that division and, and putting up good point, you know, good fantasy points for us. Now you're going to give Mac Jones. You, you've added to the weapons around him. You've brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. You've brought in Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki's what that was my uh, hot take going out on the show with the Podfather a couple of weeks back. I think Mike Gusecki's this year's Evan Ingram, a guy who changes teams, winds up as a top five or six tight end. Why do I say that? Go look at 2011 under. Bill O'Brien in New England is one year as the offensive coordinator. Now, I get it. It was Brady. It was Gronk. It was Aaron Hernandez. It was Wes Welker. But that group put up like 5,000 yards. And Aaron Hernandez and Gronk both had like eight-plus touchdowns. Now, I'm not saying Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki or Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. 
It's not what I'm saying. But if I can get 70% of that, if I can get 75% of 5,000 yards, gang, that's 48, that's uh, 4,000 yards. It's, it's 32 touchdowns. I'll take that all day out of my QB3 in a super flex league. He's a steal. And I, I just I think that, that we've underrated him because of the guys he was associated with. I'm really excited for New England because I, I think there's a lot of value on that team. And if it weren't for that picture of him shirtless after the national championship smoking the cigar, he would not be as underrated and disrespected as he is. If he was just a little bit more mobile, he wouldn't be as underrated and disrespected. You, you know, his 40 time, though, his 40 time was, was within like one one hundredth of a point. Uh, I mean, even been faster than Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, look, he's look, fine. He, he looks like he's made so. out of he looks like he's made out of memory foam and that's fine. <laughs> But but I've also heard that that he's 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 lost some weight since he's been in the pros. I think Mac's going to wind up doing some really good things. And think about the division that he's in. The Podfather and I both agree. We both like Kenny Pickett a bunch. But but think about why? Because Kenny Pickett's a pretty good football player. One. But look at the division he's in. Same thing with McCorkle. Oh McCorkle, he's got to play against Tua and the Dolphins. Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets. That team's gonna have to score. The defense is not what it was in, in Bill Belichick's, you know, glory days. So the offense is gonna have to take a step to compete. So I, I like Mac Jones. If he was a sexier pick, then people would be all about him. But because he was the third quarterback out of Alabama after Jalen Hurts and after Tua, the, the sexier quarterbacks, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Are we giving the Chargers the respect that they deserve? Because Kellen Moore is really starting to hype up this offense. I know Quentin Johnston is a very controversial figure around here, but are, is this Chargers offense almost underrated at this point? No, I think at a minimum it's properly rated, and we're, and we're probably boy, you know, boying right around overrated. It's fine. It's 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 a team that you clearly want pieces of, regardless of the format you play: best ball, seasonal, dynasty. The more Chargers, the better, especially with Kellen Moore. The one piece that I think this offense is missing that would really do good, and I don't want to hurt Austin Eckler, but he said it himself. He wants help. I would love for them to bring in a, a between-the-tackles grinder, a guy who can take 30% of that workload. You know, I would love the, the one that I think makes the most sense for me, given that it's, you know, Kellen Moore would be Zeke. Zeke's not a, not a threat to, to, to Eckler and what Eckler does, just like he didn't hurt Pollard last year. He would be that between the tackles grinder. He could give him three or four yards. It would give everybody that much more hype. But that's the one part of this offense I'm concerned with. I, I wouldn't mind a, a tight end upgrade. I was really kind of surprised they didn't go after a Laporta or you know one of the rookies that that were in this year's class. That was a little bit of, of a take back. But you know, in seasonal leagues, is Gerald Everett gonna you know continue to shine? The big thing with the Chargers is health. But if they stay healthy, you could see Justin Herbert flirt with QB1 overall. And my number one guy, here's a stat I did on the Dynasty War Zone uh, maybe a week or two ago. Keenan Allen, in his last 20 starts with Justin Herbert, has averaged 16.9 fantasy points. 20-game sample size is pretty darn good. So if you could use almost 17 PPR points a week in your lineup, again, I can't be held accountable for health. Go get go get Keenan Allen and uh, the other guys. I'm not a Quentin Johnston guy. I don't like big guys who play small. I like Tyreek Hill. I like Steve Smith when he was in the league. I like small guys that played big. But when you're a big guy who plays small, 
and you had the same amount of touchdowns in the in the Big 12 as Marvin Mims last year at his size versus Quinn. I, I have questions. So for me, I love Keenan, love Eckler, love Herbs. Herbs is my you know like QB three or four in a dynasty league right now. But no, I, I think this offense at a minimum is properly rated. But I, I will say this about 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 Keenan about Kellen Moore, excuse me, is I think in Dynasty you're still paying Kellen Moore prices for guys like C.D. Lamb and guys like Tony Pollard. Not that they're going to be bad, but what does this offense look like, Mike McCarthy? At least I think Lamb's a little bit safer than Pollard, especially given that he's on a, a franchise tag. But no, I, I love the Chargers. Love the Chargers. Love chatting with you. Love all the work that you have been putting on across the board at Player Profiler. Any final pluggables to plug or any final thoughts for the people out there? No, just you're in the right spot. I would just say this. Subscribe everywhere. Player Profiler YouTube. Dynasty Warzone YouTube. Dynasty Warzone Podcast. Player Profiler Podcast. Why? Because we're not going to cram everything into every feed every time. It's, it's going to be like, uh, remember Pokemon Go? It was a big to-do. You had to collect them all. It's kind of the same thing. You know, we're going to do some video-only content. We referenced the Mac Jones video that I did that had a couple other guys in it. You know, I do bonus podcasts on our show feed. We have other hosts on our show feed that aren't on the player profiler feed. There's a lot of good stuff. I, I've surrounded myself with a, with a tremendous group of content, you know, creators that help us at the Dynasty Warzone. And we're more than blessed to be here with everybody at Player Profiler. So just if you can find it, Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler, YouTube's podcast, you're going to be in there. Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.